Assalamu alaikum. Bismillah rahman rahim. This is Ibrahim. Today I would like to talk about magic, Islam, and Sufism. My students of Sufism have asked me how to deal with magic, black magic, and possession by jinn. I will answer these questions according to what I know. I understand magic, both white, black, and any color, to be a focusing of the human will coupled with intention. By the use of ritual and props, the mind can be focused to such an intensity as to manifest a shift or change in some of the elements of nature. The mind is an extremely powerful tool when focused, but not everyone knows how to do this. Those that do know are people who usually practice a discipline such as one of the arts or sports, martial arts, and sciences. Many of these people do achieve the same mental focusing as those of the magical arts. However, in magic, the consequence of both the act and intention are extremely dangerous, if not eventually fatal, to the person and their soul. Magic is an attempt to influence nature, to manipulate people for personal or economic reasons. In many cultures, magic is normal and accepted as a natural component of life. Potions, herbs, ambulance, and services are bought and sold. In other cultures, magic is considered silly or as a primitive and superstitious vestige of old times. The reality is that we are bombarded by magical influences all the time. These attempts at influence arrive as advertisements, songs, pleadings, campaign speeches, anthems. These are the more visible manipulations. We are also being influenced by our own inner voices, called by the Sufis nefs, our habits, ideas of right and wrong, good and bad. In the white or lower magic, there may be attempts to make another person fall in love, lose a job, attain money, or become pregnant. Depending on the culture, this can be done through herbs, recitation, books, teas, singing, dancing, drawing, vigils, or meditation. In black or high magic, there are attempts to bind jinn or demons to the sorcerer's will and then command them to perform deeds such as finding hidden gold, stealing precious materials, or creating havoc or death. Now, according to Islam, this is all shirk. Not only is it forbidden, but it is the height of arrogance because you are playing God. You are trying to control something that you really have no right to control, and it is this arrogance that makes you prideful and forgetful of your Creator and your relationship with God. Those that study and perform magic often feel a temporary sense of power.
This feeling of power is extremely addictive. The practice of magic is also forbidden because this addiction is difficult to quit. It is a trap with severe consequences. And like any hard drug, once you start, you get a rush that you don't want to lose and you feel a need to keep coming back to it and needing a stronger fix to get the same rush. This wanting makes you forget everything, including God, and makes you think of only the next time that you can do it. The effect of manipulating people in nature is also creating a mark on your soul. This is a world of cause and effect. You are responsible for your actions. This attempt to manipulate other people will weigh upon your soul and create, let's call it a darkness in your heart. This darkness, the responsibility of changing the lives of other people, it's got to roost somewhere. It is attracted to the cause if you are the source. The responsibility will be with you. The darkness, which is the separation from Allah, will take root within your heart. And as the darkness grows within the heart, the need for light becomes distorted and eventually will turn into a deeper and deeper distortion. If you live in a culture where magic is known and practiced freely, it will help you to understand the limitations and how to protect yourself. The Quran states very clearly that Allah will protect his sincere believers. This means that the more trust you have in Allah, the less this kind of behavior can touch you. I will also append specific sections of the Quran to read, if you feel that malign influences directed at you. First, observe your culture from the outside. In other words, be as objective about the world you live in and see it as it really is. You might see that the people who practice magic are actually frustrated or resentful people whose sole object is to try and control others so that the practitioner will be protected from being hurt again. That is why they seek this kind of power. It's sad and somewhat pathetic, but you will notice that these people will put on a show of being kind and sincere and helpful for a price. Stay away from these people. If they are family members, show good adab, be polite, but do not be sucked into their way of thinking. If you feel their effect or a change in your thought patterns that do not seem like how you usually are, do your zikr, say la ilaha illallah, or Allahu akbar three times. You can also say the al-nas or ayat al-kursi. The greatest power in the universe is Allah. Nothing can stand against Allah. Know this in your heart and mind. By allying yourself with the greatest magician and sorcerer of all time and space, you are protected, and your enemies will have no power over you. There is nothing greater than God. The closer you are with the law, the less you will even notice these little aberrations. 
Instead, you may feel pity or even humor about the situation. Another secret weapon against magic is humor. Laugh at these misunderstood and flailing attempts at control. And the less power these attacks can damage anyone or anything. You see, it is fear that gives magic its power. Your fear is the fuel that fires this kind of magic. Your trust and love of Allah take away that fuel. When you trust Allah, the knowledge and the truth will protect you. If you really want true power, follow the path of surrender. By surrendering your futile attempts at power, you become one with the greatest power in the universe. Allah has all the power, and in reality, you have none. Thank you. This is Ibrahim. Bye. Assalamu alaikum, Marids, seekers, curious, and interested listeners. We appreciate you and are happy to share our Sufi message. Your donation will help support our Sufi center in Sydney, where we do zikr, sobat, spiritual counseling, and healing services. We believe the message should be free, but it costs equipment rental services, software, and hardware to get this to you. So thank you for choosing our podcast among all the millions available. If you go to our website, ansarisufiorder.org, you will be able to donate through PayPal whatever you think this information is worth to you. Blessings and love, the Australian Ansari Sufi Order.